This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Sane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old J.R. Jim Roth, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Fuckers. It's knockouts and three counts. We're back here to talk UFC 263. I totally fucked up my intro on that one. And uh, we've got some great fights this weekend. So I figured since Corey, as we talked about in our interview with Mike Bennett, which if you haven't checked it out yet, I'll have you know. It's being heralded as maybe one of the best interviews we've done so far. I mean, hey, maybe I'm a little biased, but hey, I can do that when I'm the host of this bitch. But we've had people from England even telling us how much they liked our chat with Mike Bennett. you got to check it out before we talk to the boss of Pele Pro Wrestling, Mr. Kyle Hessler, on Friday. And you might have an El Rudo de las Chicas sighting in Sam Adonis. So you got to stay tuned and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of it. But... Like I said, we're here to talk about UFC 263, and since Corey is uh, a little under the weather right now, I figured I would grab Hayden, who you've seen before, but I've also brought a guy who you guys may not know on screen here, but he's a guy who I've been training with since, oh shit, I was probably 16, 17, something like that, 17, 18, somewhere in that that range we've... uh, we punched each other in the face, choked each other, armbarred each other, kicked each other in the dick. Uh, yeah, we got pretty close and impersonal. We've got our buddy and professional MMA fighter, Anthony Scoops Fleming. How you doing, brother, man? Doing well, man. How are you? Thank you. Hey, man. I'm just glad to be uh, not throwing the mail no more, dude. Uh, I'm getting tired of this shit. Uh <laughs> But other than that, I'm doing all right. Uh, like I said, man, you and I go way back. I mean, Hayden, you know, I've told you some stories about, you know, my time in the fight game. But did right. I ever tell you about this time where I had to forewarn Mr. Fleming over here that if we got our ass beat because of his music choice, uh, it was totally going to be 110% his fault? Well, I, you haven't told me that story yet. Well... <laughs> We'll go into a little bit of story time before I get uh, to UFC 263. So we were getting ready to go because Anthony was getting ready to fight, and I was going to be in his corner, and we were sitting there, and the guy comes up to us before the show and goes, so what do you want to walk out to? Uh, I want to come out to Rihanna. We found love. I'm like, you what? (laughs) Yeah, I want to go. I'm like, you know if we lose, bro. You know if we lose, that's not going to be a good look. Sure shit. Whole night, dude, I'm like, this is about to be real interesting. Sure shit, we walk out and everybody is looking at us, just giving us the look like, what the fuck? Kind of like when those guys let people, let them come out to Miley Cyrus at uh, the Palace, which I still to this day wonder how many of those guys really picked that song, or did they just say, fuck it, I don't care, and that's the song that got picked? Because... The sad part of this is you chose the song. <laughs> you chose the song. You know what? So you chose. Go ahead and tell your side of it. <laughs> you know when you start telling the story, I was really thinking about the time of um, 
I've been kind of all about that song. I was actually thinking in my mind about the time I walked out with uh, Chris Brown, Beautiful People. That's what I thought you were going to say. Now, that I can understand. That's a dope song. I won't lie, but I could, I could get hyped with that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was um, that was at Warrior Way. That's when I fought uh, some – I can't remember the kid, kickboxing match. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about at Fight Club because I remember that. And as I'm picking up your clothes, you could hear people even, like, looking like, what? <laughs> and luckily, luckily you went out there and got the dub, but it was just – it was – it was uh, it was pretty funny. Who not to get knew up, that Rihanna to, could get you hyped for a fight. Not to get off track, but this is really random. You brought up a, a track that somebody didn't come out to. I think I was on Shab's podcast I listened to like a week ago when Mike Perry walked out. I forgot who his fight was, and he came out to Beyonce Halo, but it actually wasn't his song. He said there's another song that was supposed to come out called Halo, I think. But when he came out, he was starting to sing. He's like, "This is my jam. I love this." I was like, Mike Perry, out of all people, is not going to pick a Beyonce song. And Halo. So it turns out it was not supposed to be a song, so I just died laughing. I said, Mike Perry. Mike Perry is a weird. Mike Perry is a weird motherfucker. Let's just throw that out there, okay? I support dude because he's from Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I think, yeah. Dude, he is a weird motherfucker. But it's just hilarious. Like, he's dancing to Beyonce, Halo. I was like, out of all people who's a savage, by the way, who's a pure street fighter coming out to Beyonce. I was like, that can't be true. And then it turns out it wasn't really him. But he's like, I'm going to vibe to it because it's too late now. So I just walked out to it. And it was just, I laughed. I was like, this is going to be a good fight after this. <laughs> I guess you can look at it a couple of ways. I mean, psychological warfare. I mean, you walk out with something hard, you know, expecting, of course, the guys be all hyped up, ready to fight. But the guy comes out with something like Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce, you're <laughs> Going on. But hey, they're two legends, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate you coming out to any one of their songs, right. you know. So I, I can't I'm not gonna sit there and hate the guy. I'll just be laughing. So I mean, whatever. But go ahead, Kyle. Sorry, <laughs> I just have to uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> you know, it's sad that Corey's not here. So since Corey's not here, I will allow Anthony to do what I know Corey would have asked if Corey was here because he's a bitch like that. Uh. <laughs> Corey would have asked you, do you have any training stories of you and I from over the years that stick out or anything or anything from our time of training that sticks out? Because I know that would be coming if if uh, if not. Um, anything that sticks out, not any particular at the moment. Uh, we had a lot of uh, time of match rolling and even a couple of times sparring and everything. I, matter of fact, I think you did catch me with a nice good right hook one time, and I kind of thought about it, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> well, I was showing those hands, though, like a week or two ago. You saw that. I mean, so, I mean dude, come on. you're not the only one to say that. Miles said the same thing. So did Ben Lagman once he saw me throw hands. It's funny because I'll never forget, dude. I felt like an asshole, too, but uh, – <laughs> How many times when we train jiu-jitsu, man, with uh, – I've always been the smaller guy. I always get guys that would come in there and they would try to beat me up, dude. It was the funniest thing in the world because I remember we were over by the cage and I caught this guy with one of the slickest armbar transitions from a triangle I'd ever hit. And I remember you walking by and just stopped and watched me do the whole thing. He's like, damn, I watched you roll right into that and saw that coming in. He was like, that was slick. That dude was so pissed. 
You can't know, can't, can't always beat the smaller guys. That, that, that's Dude, well, no, I I went for a triangle and he just tried to stack me, so I just rolled mm. with it and threw my leg over the other way and just rolled right through the armbar, and he he had no way to get out of it because his own momentum threw himself right into it. That's crazy. I just hooked his leg as I went through. Yeah, I love jujitsu, <laughs> man. That's the way it works. It can be a gift and a curse. So. Well, speaking of jujitsu and armbars and triangles and dickhead training partners. What do you guys think we're about to see happen at UFC 263? Uh, if we've we've got in the main event, you've got Brandon Moreno versus Davis, Davison Figueiredo, uh, two. Uh, if you guys heard any of the news earlier today, they were talking about Figueiredo once again had a damn hard time making 125. They said he was down to his mm. giblets. And they had to put a tarp up so nobody saw the goods because he barely made 125 again. Before we talk about that fight, you know, we definitely will have to get into whether we see him staying at 125 or, you know, could he move up to 135. Uh, In the co-main event, you've got the fight that I honestly would argue more people are more excited to see in you've got Nate Diaz versus... Uh, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Now, that's just uh, what they have on there because we also know that we have uh, Israel Adesanya. Uh, Israel Adesanya is facing Vittori on this one as well. Um, right. So, I don't know, man. A sneaky, a sneaky but good little card and not even to – I'd be remiss not to mention the past guest of the motherfucking show – Jamal Sweet Dream Hill is going to put yes. a bear Jew, uh to sleep, yes. I feel like. I don't know if you guys saw it, the little spat that they had the other day. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see it get it on and popping once we get down to UFC 263. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a good main card, a solid main card, and probably one of the best fight cards of the year if it turned out that way. On paper, obviously, it looks like one of the best cards, you know, of the year. So, um a lot of sleepers fights that I'm sure we'll get into that, that I'm more interested in. So definitely exciting two two championship fights and then the five rounder that's not a co main or main event, which I don't think that's ever been done. Which is pretty interesting. But of all people, Nate Diaz is gonna get that. So I I'm not gonna hate on Nate Diaz for, you know, sneaking his way into a, a big fight like that, whoever, you know, who doesn't love a Diaz fight. So it's it's gonna be fun, man. I don't see it I, I can't see it being a disappointing card at all. It it just it can't. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah, I agree. I Go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely going to be probably one of the best cards uh, so far that UFC has been able to present. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it this weekend. Absolutely. Well, let's let's get into it. First of all, you know, talking about some of the news going into it, as I mentioned, you know, Davison Figueiredo had uh, a hard time making weight again. How many more times do you think this is going to happen before there's some real serious talk of him going up to 135? You can go ahead, Anthony, first. Oh, uh, well, it depends on, you know, UFC data and everybody behind the scenes. Uh, obviously, you know, UFC is kind of strict on that about the guys not making weight and everything before fights. Um, I mean, he made it, but I mean, I'm saying just for him though, because that's gotta. I mean, dude, that weight cut's gotta be fucking him up. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely be tight, uh, hard on the body and everything. But that's for me. 
personally, I really don't. I'm not favoring him for tomorrow night. I'm actually thinking it's going to be a sleeper. That I, I, bro, oh, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. 100%. Thank you. Continue. Yeah, because, I mean, just with the whole weight cut and everything, if you watch the first two fights, I mean, how close they were, I just don't see him pulling it off. I think he kind of got a little lucky last time with the referee or with the judges. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going with Brandon on this, on this one. All right, Hayden, before I give my thoughts, what are you thinking on this fight, and uh, who are you taking? Yeah, well, this fight was hard for me to call either way because the first fight was just – one of the best fights I've ever seen. Forget about in the weight class. One of the best fights I've ever seen. So um, when I kept thinking about it, I said they were already in shape because that was three weeks after they both fought, you know, prior to their first fight. So, of course, Davidson would still be in shape. You know, he stayed in Vegas. He didn't fly back to Brazil. So, obviously, I would hope he still stayed in shape and made the weight. But um, the weight cut would be an issue for me because he's such a big flyweight. And during in the fight, he would tend to gas a little bit, as you can tell. For such a big guy, he would have to end it within first, maybe between the first and third round or first two rounds before he kind of, you know, slows down a little bit. Um, Moreno is, is a sneaky guy, man. And in the press conference, a lot of people love him. I don't know if it's just because they don't like Davidson, but he's a fan favorite. Um, he's a he's a nice guy, fantastic fighter, black belt in jiu-jitsu, Great stand up, you know. He, he's pretty big for the for the weight class too, not as big as probably Davidson, but he's, he's tall. He's big for the weight class, so I'm leaning more toward Moreno, honestly, just because I think Davidson can wear out a little bit, and I think that weight cut's going to hurt him, whether he tends to think about it or not. And and the one thing that really kind of bothers me is he said that he was sick before the fight, and, and granted, everyone is you know sick and whatnot um, before the fight. And I'm sure Moreno wasn't 100, percent you know, either way because of you know the three week. Uh, uh, in between their, you know, the fights. So I'm not going to say, you know, if he's 100%, he would win. But I'm leaning more toward Moreno. I, I think he'll, I don't want to say break him, but I think he'll 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 eventually wear him down and, and, and pick him apart because I don't think he's going to break Moreno. As, as the name God of War, I know he wants to, you know, knock him out really quick. It's just not going to happen. So I, I'm leaning toward more toward Moreno. I could see a finish, but maybe a decision. I, I don't know. They're both durable, so I, I could see a decision. But I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Moreno TK. I'm gonna say late, probably fourth round. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think he'll land him because he hurt him quite. I mean, they both hurt each other quite a bit, but Dave, Davison got hurt quite a bit. So I think, I think Moreno kind of put a finishing touches. But again, it is back and forth. I, it, it, it's such a good fight either way. I, I can't wait. It's such a good fight. So here's the thing. Uh, I think that this fight's going to be, uh, I think it's got the potential to either be an even better fight than the first one, yeah. or or it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Um, yeah. I think the story to this fight is going to clearly be whether Brandon Moreno can, you know, weather that early storm. Because I feel like, I feel like Figueiredo is going to try to do a few things different. Uh, yeah. with how the first fight went. But then again, like we just mentioned, you know, his gas tank is going to be the issue. But for me, yeah. it's not even the gas tank um, that I think is the, the the difference in this fight. Something else that stuck out to me is if you watch the UFC Embedded's or you watch um, any of the press conference or anything like that, if you listen to Moreno talk... You know, the one thing that you keep hearing Figueiredo say is how, well, oh, he annoys me because he talks so much. Oh, yeah. you know, he's a whiner. He's a this. He's a that. 
call him a whiner, bro, but that whiner took you to the limit. And I think Moreno's, I think Moreno's response to that, I have my own mind and my own mouth, so I'm going to say yeah. what I want when I want. The fact that he's not backing down to him, I think he's already gained that confidence. And I yeah. think that's the big edge that Figueiredo had him on him in the first fight was because he had that championship advantage and Moreno was getting to step in. Now I feel like he's going to come in there and be like, I've already been there, done that. You know, uh, I think that the I think that the confidence factor, and then when you add the fact that Figueiredo had such a tough time making weight again, I think that's just going to further, you know, put a feather in his cap, especially being somebody uh, who is very cardio driven. Uh, so yeah. for me, I am going to take Moreno. I think it. I think it could be a late stoppage too. I'll yeah. go. I'll go. I'll go the same way as you. I'll go fourth round TKO. Okay. And the thing is. I know that I can see him winning by decision either, so I'm not I'm yeah. not saying that either. But I feel like his gas tank is going to be the difference in this fight, especially yeah. after what we saw on the scale. And when you look at both of them, obviously they're both great stand up. Um, obviously, I think Davison is a little more powerful. You know, as we saw, Bomreno can crack too. He got some power in him, but I I don't I think Davison thinks that he can just dominate him in some way, like maybe on the ground or stand up. But Moreno Moreno's ground game is real slick. You guys can see it. You guys are just guys. I mean, he's he's really good on the ground. He's got his own black belt in, in his own right. So I feel like I don't want to say that ground can cancel itself out, but I don't think you you may see some takedowns happen. But I don't think either one's going to keep him down for so long because they both got a, got up. I, if I can remember in the first fight, I don't think somebody held one down that long, you know, and then got up, and it was just a stand-up. Figueiredo so. had a little bit of control, but he didn't really yeah. he didn't really try to take him down, though, like that. So Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if wrestling's going to play a factor because they're both really good on the ground game. So you could just see a five-round, you know, five-round war or just that somebody's going to end up knocking somebody out. So I, I could definitely see it being stand-up for the most part. All right, so go ahead. I was going to say, it's definitely going to come down to who has the better game plan, you know, versus uh, – from the last game or the last fight and everything, because what did he learn from the last fight? You know what I mean? I, that's kind of like the question that any fighter has to always ask themselves. Sure. What, uh, in a rematch, it's like, what did you learn from the last fight and how can you improve from the last time? Because obviously, psychologically, your opponent's going to always believe that he got the advantage because he beat you. Right. Right. Knowing that, in back of his mind, that, all right, I beat this guy, so I might not need to change up much. And that might be his downfall, I think, again. again Especially a draw. It's like it's like you don't, you know, either guy's going to think they won. But it's like, nope, none of us won. We're going to run well, it back. But in their mind, they're going to think they won. Well, that's kind of what I was alluding to. I feel like the fact that Figueiredo almost seems to, like, he says he's not taking him lightly this time, which how could you after the first fight? But right. I feel like he's still not respecting him. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it. It seems like I it. Mean, look, well, and not to mention, I don't know if you guys heard, you know, Dana came out and said after that that if anybody touches each other at the, the weigh-ins mm. or any of that, you're going to be, you know, you're either going to be fined or not be able to fight. Wow. And yeah, I don't so, know what that was about. Like, he, he Moreno didn't touch him. Nothing was said. He just shoved him. So I don't know if he's trying to rile him up on purpose, but I didn't understand that at all. I don't. Like I, I said, I just feel like he still doesn't respect him, and I think he's trying no. to punk him, and I don't think it's going to work on a guy like Moreno. Well, we went out of order on this one. Obviously, we just covered the main event in depth. Uh, but Coming. Coming. 
Well, okay. It might as well be the main event. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fight that has found its way onto this card, which many people would argue is the fight that most people are looking forward to seeing on this fight. And that's going to be Nate Diaz versus uh, Leon Edwards. Um, I don't know, man. Win, lose, or draw, I think it's safe to say Nate Diaz or a Diaz brother in the cage is always good for business. Oh, yeah. So. thousand percent. <laughs> he could fight uh, a heavy, I mean, he could fight Francis Ngannou right now, and he'll still sell, you know, how many pay-per-views. Like, he, he And I would care, bet he know? would do it. That's he the best probably. part. I feel like the Diaz brothers, you know, uh, Eves Edwards said it today with Jimmy Smith. I mean, there's no way else other to say it. Nate Diaz don't give a fuck. Neither of them do. Him Neither and his do. brother don't. Yeah. They don't care. It's awesome, Like, man. think about, so people just see the Diaz brothers as these pothead losers. When, <laughs> when you think about it, dude, they're like, you're like a certain kind of athlete and a savage to be doing triathletes when you're not even fighting. I just woke up today. Fuck it, I'm gonna do a triathlon. Let me tell you, I run the. Te- I just. I ran the ten mile, uh, tough mutter with twenty obstacles, never having done that shit before in my life. Let wow. me tell you, my shit hurt so bad when it was over, and I was in shape, like I was training for the shit, and I still hurt afterwards. Now imagine doing a fucking triathlon, and these guys are doing it just because. I don't know. That's how I felt today. So cardio is not going to be an issue. My question in this fight is going to be how is he going to stack up again? As it's noted, I mean, Nate Diaz has never won at 170. So for him to be facing another guy in Leon Edwards who is going to be naturally bigger, uh, it's going to be really interesting just to see how – how that will play out in that sense because I just – the size is going to be the issue. But then again – if Nate fights how Nate fights and Nate, you know, you don't Nate maybe takes a little bit of damage in the beginning and makes it dirty. I don't count a Diaz brother out of any fight. So since I went last on the on the uh on the first one, I'll go first on this one. I think I don't see Nate Diaz winning this fight, but if it goes into round three if it if it goes past the halfway point in round three, Nate Diaz is going to beat Leon Edwards. I think. Okay. But if I'm picking who I think is going to win, I'm going to go with Leon Edwards. Interesting. Okay. Put that on the parlay there, Kyle, because he's a huge underdog. You might as well win some money if he did that, man. <laughs> he's like a plus 500 underdog right now, so the cash is there for you. If you want to. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, game, I think – I think Leon Edwards is going to win, especially considering he's never won at 170. I'm just yeah. saying Nate and Nick make fights dirty and grimy yeah. for anybody. Sure. Anybody. Even like, GSP, even though GSP clearly won, Yeah, it was still fought, a grimy fight. When he fought Conor McGregor, I thought that was at 170. The first time it was. Time, okay. The second time, I think, was. No, they were both at 170, was it not? Well, the first one was. I think the second one was. No. No, it couldn't have been because they were just talking about that today, that Nate's never won at 170. I believe the first fight was at 155. Was it 155? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'm – yeah, I thought it was at 170 if it was sworn. But, yeah, no. 
or you're right, carry on. Yeah, I want to say the first fight was at uh, the first fight was at 155. The second fight, Connor fought him at 170. Of course. And then, uh, and now, like I said, people were talking about running that back. Yeah. But yeah. How do you how do you guys see this playing out with Nate and uh, Leon Edwards? Do you want to go first, Anthony? Do you want me to take over? <laughs> I mean, like you said, Kyle, you hit the nail on the head, but I. And I love Diaz, but obviously, win, lose, or draw. I mean, you know, whether he gets dominated, it's always fun to see a Diaz brother. Um, but just, I just don't see Leon losing in almost any kind of way. I mean, he's on eight by one streak. Um, he's probably the most unluckiest fighter in the UFC right now because of all the things that have happened to him with all the fights and eye pokes and scheduled to fight Woodley and scheduled to fight all these guys. So um, it'd be hard pressed to think that he's going to lose now, especially to somebody who's. Let's face it, he's not a true Walter Waite. You know, he's lost at Walter Waite. And the last time he did, Warren McDonald ragdolled him. Uh, I know many years ago, but I just don't see how Nate can win. I mean, granted, he, he there's always a chance that he could win. It, it, it would He would have to hit Leon with some big shot or, or, or rock him somehow. But I That's think why I say I think he gets t- – I think if he wins, he's going to have to get him tired. And then because he's tired, yeah. you know, Nate, Nate has always been good at being able to pour it on somebody. So yeah, even if he I, doesn't necessarily hit him with a fight-ending shot, I could right. see Leon getting tired and maybe Nate gets him up against the cage and just starts peppering yeah. him with that boxing I, they got, I just, and then he I, submits him maybe. Yeah, I just – even like you said in the later rounds, like granted, I, I think this is Leon's first five-rounder, I think. And I'm, not, I'm not mistaken if he's ever been five-round. And think he, about this. This is a thought too. I just thought yeah. about this. Not only is it his first uh, – not only is that his first five-rounder, it is also his first fight back that he had in two years got ended because of that eye poke. He didn't even right. get to fight the whole fight. Right, right. He hasn't even gotten to fight a full three-round fight, let alone go into a five-round fight mm-hmm. with a guy who you know isn't going to go anywhere and has a gas tank that goes on for days. Right. That's something to be thought about. Yeah, and he looked great, though. Against the Lama, I mean, he looked fantastic. Like, you stand up. You, he, you, I'm Honestly, I think he was on his way to winning that fight, clearly, until that happened. But I just... I love Diaz, but I just I don't see a way that Leon loses this fight. Even if it goes in later rounds, and I know Nate tends to get a little bit better in later rounds, but I think Leon has been training, even in, in the embedded, his teammate was saying he's been training for literally two years. So I, I, it'd be hard-pressed for me to say he's not ready for five rounds, or at least conditioning-wise. He's huge for Walter. Just seeing him again, I was like, my God, his frame, his length, um, even his speed, I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Josh Thompson or even, uh, big John McCarthy was saying he's really fast for Walter. A. Like his hands are, 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 he's pretty fast to, to be that big. So I just, I can see Leon finishing him, but if it goes five rounds or just Leon beating him up, I can see that too. But I, I just don't see how Leon loses. I really don't. Okay. Who do you got scoops? <laughs> I'm about to get gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, I'm taking eight. Okay, I'm thinking eight. How though? Or or of the the That's kind of what I like. I say I think if he wins, it's got to go past round three. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, man, he's a big dog. So if you're a betting man, you put some money up on it right now because his odds are really big <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> There you go. I'll, I'll throw twenty bucks on him right quick with five hundred odds, dude. 
That's good. I think like plus 450 or 500. Let's get it. Nate, pull it out the bag, baby. Give me that bread. You just helped me get to Vegas and go kick it with the homie Mega Rand like you heard on our episode with Mike Bennett last night, which if you didn't, hit that subscribe button and you can check it out after we're done with this. But Mike Bennett's a fan of Mega Rand. We're fans of Mega Rand. Hey, Mega Rand's a past guest to show too, but hey, I, I got off on my promoter cap right quick. But I'm with you, dude. I want to see Nate do his damn thing too, but man, it's a tough fight. But here's, here's I definitely the thing, can though. see you, me you, throwing you, some odds on it. You have to look at this though, and I always look ahead, which I don't want to, but sometimes I do it in my head and I say, okay, Nate beats Leon. He's for sure after Colby fights Usman. He's getting the next title shot. But do I think Nate Diaz has a better chance of beating either guy over Leon? I don't think so. That's why I want to see him. That's why I, I just don't want to see him get whooped like that or dominated. But Kobe and, and Nate, just the presser itself, in my mind, is, it would just be insane. That Dude, I think, that, I, think that, I think Nate would, like, mentally cripple Kobe. Like, Nate would not be phased by any of his shit. And Nate wouldn't give a damn. Like, if Kobe got to the point where he started getting, like, overly disrespectful, Nate would just smack the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, like he did with Connor. He's like, I don't give like a damn about like, you or he you. Would not, you know? He would not let him get him that mad like no. Usman did. He would just turn around and, like, throw his water bottle at him or smack the shit out of him or something. Like, he, he, that stocked and slapped, motherfucker! Ah! I mean, there's that a few people would that, that but, there's, there's very few people you can't break. You know, Khabib's one because Connor tried everything. He didn't do it. Nate is number another one. Nick Diaz is another one. You know, crazy guys like that. You don't break them, no matter what you say to them. Kobe can do his little acting shtick all he wants to. It, Diaz is going to sit there, smoke his weed, and be like, "Yeah, man, you got to fight tomorrow." Hey, he you know lit I mean? that like, boy up care. at the at the at the uh, open workout, man. Try to get Marino. He tried to get Marino one, but he's like, "He's like, no, nah, I'm good." But thank you. <laughs> Look, man, I'm gonna need people to lay off Nate, bro. It's legal. It's legal most places, and it's legal in the state they're in. So let I that mean, man do his. I'm not one of them, man, but go ahead and do your thing, bro. Like, I'm let not, that man do you know. his deal. But uh, speaking of. You know, you mentioned Bilal Muhammad. You know, he's going to be fighting on this yep. card as well against yeah. Damian Maya. Now, before I get your guys' picks on uh, who wins that fight, I also kind of find it interesting, and uh, it brings up a good question. Do you think that, I mean, don't get me wrong, Damian Maya is Damian Maya, but how much do you think beating Damian Maya really helps Bilal Muhammad at this point? because Damian Maya's stock has kind of dropped it. I feel like it's not the same Damian Maya that we're talking about. Now, that yeah. being said, Damian Maya can tie anybody up in a pretzel and put him to sleep, and then we're no. not talking. But <laughs> uh, I'm just saying it's kind of a bummer for a guy who, like we just said, was set to fight Leon Edwards, and then that got right. stopped due to you know a freak accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, do you think this is like a – Wow, to call Damian Maya step down, but do you feel like it's a step down fight for him? Go ahead. No, I don't. I don't. Um, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm picking Damian Maya for this fight. Um, I just think overall, um, because the experience level of being in certain fights and everything will pay off in this fight. I didn't really like the way he performed when he was going against uh, Leon. Uh, yeah. Last fight before the eye poke, to be honest. 
I, I wasn't really impressed. Like, I know he's kind of, they're kind of building him up and everything, but sure. anything that really, like, stood out to me that, like, man, yeah, this guy's going to be the one right now. I just think Damian, I think he's going to learn something about his team. Because he, when you go back and watch that Leon fight, man, he was – yeah, he had some good moments, but he was definitely outworked. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This fight but – can, But can Damian Maya do that, though? Because I feel like Bilal Muhammad has decent takedown defense, right. and if he's able to keep it on his feet, he's going to bust Damian Maya up, even though Damian Maya's got heavy hands for a guy who can't really box that well. Right. And, I, and of course, we know Damian Maya doesn't have the best stand-up. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. You could just like punching yeah. the wind. I was like, hey, dude, we need to stop this immediately. I don't want to watch yeah. this anymore. <laughs> super, super crafty. Probably one of the most crafty uh, guys in the in octagon that I've seen that could get a person to the mat. And that's going to be what it boils down to. Once he gets to the mat and he has that control, what is Muhammad going to be able to do? You know right. what I mean? So, I'm thinking yeah. So, so are you going Muhammad or are you going with uh, Maya? I'm taking Maya. Man, you going against the grain. Under, underdogs here today, I no, feel. Underdogs no, here, I feel. Next time y'all hear from me, I'm going to backdrop on you guys. Just understand. So, the, so this is the first one that we've really uh, went opposite sides on. It's too bad you're living up in cold water. Otherwise, I'd say maybe there needs to be some kind of wager on this shit. Cash App. Come on, man. Cash App, PayPal. Come on, Kyle. Well, you got I mean, Cash App of Cash App, of course. But I feel like maybe we need to make something a little interesting, and then maybe I could, maybe I could, maybe I could bring you back on Tuesday if I lose this <laughs> bet, and we can settle it live on the air. Oh, <laughs> that'd be funny. That's I mean, it would make for must-see TV, and another reason for you to hit that motherfucking subscribe button. Mm. But uh, I digress. But uh, what do you say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Scared right. money don't make uh, no money. Right. Scared money don't going, make huh? no money. You got a you got a virtual handshake on that, fellas. All right, gotta, so you know. <laughs> all right, so what are, what are the terms of this going to be? Do you want do you want to pick the stipulation or do you want to pick the money wager? I'll let you pick. I'll Ooh. let you pick one, and I and, and I'll and we can, the other one will pick the other one. I guess the stipulation of the wager. All right, so what's the stipulation of the wager? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Boy, they'll come to me. Maybe all right, the end of the show, I come up. All right, the only disclaimer I'm going to put on this, because I had something funny in mind, too, is that whatever it is, it's just got to be something that I'm not going to get in trouble for on the air. Funny <laughs> is fine. It's just got to be something that I can't get in trouble for on the air. <laughs> I mean, hell, I don't care if it's a drinking game or whatever. Well, you guys got to stay tuned, and I guess that means Anthony has just volunteered himself to be on the show Tuesday with us. So you're going to have to tune back in to see what happens with this stipulation come Tuesday. Okay. All right, so I say a $20 bet and uh, and a stipulation on uh, on this bet. It means you guys got to check us out this Tuesday live at 9 p.m. so that you can see who wins this bet. And like I there said, you got to stay tuned for that Thursday as we're going to be giving you our final prep for Pele Pro Wrestling before Sam Adonis goes to war with the crazy Guatemalan Jeff Cobb. In Texas, so like I said, that's going to be a hell of a matchup, Anthony. I know you're not a wrestling guy, but Jeff Cobb is a big son of a bitch who uh, <laughs> is an Olympian wrestler for Guam, 
and Greco-Roman, and, I mean, this dude is a monster. Monster. Just saying. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be funny to see. Sam just did his thing on uh, NWA When Our Shadows Fall on Fight TV against another past guest of the show in Mecha Wolf and Bestia 666. So we got plenty to talk about with him and the big boss of Pele Pro, Kyle Hessler. And uh, stay tuned because uh, Kyle proposed maybe a, an evolution of MMA series coming to you soon, a knockout for three counts. We're always coming up with new things over here, so you got to stay tuned so you can check it out. All right, so we've got one fight left to talk about on this motherfucker. Oh, hey, you before got... we move on, Kyle, I, I was going to okay. pick Bilal, too. Sorry, I, I, I didn't cut that up, but I was going to pick Bilal, too, in that okay. fight. But, you know, Damien can pull it off. I mean, at what is he, 43, 42? Oh, Damien Maya's always got a chance, so, but I, I think Bilal Muhammad's got it. If you say stepping, I don't think it's a step down, because Damien Maya is a name regardless of if he's losing or winning. So, um, stepping stone... I guess you can call that once the you know one seventy, but you know still a big name, still a good fight. Uh, but I think Bilal, if he can keep his standing, which he has, you know, some good takedown defense and good wrestling himself, um, then he should be fine. But all it takes is literally one takedown. Damien just needs one. <laughs> if he gets oh, him course. down, then and I that's mean that's why Damien's that's always it. game over. You know, so it can go either way. I wouldn't be as shocked Damien wins, but I, I think Bilal, com- considering from where his last fight was and how disappointing it was, you know. I think he's going to come out hot, and I think he's going to want to make a statement. So um, I, I would pick Bilal to win, but if, but if good old Damon gets that W, then I'm not going to be mad about that. All right. Well, Hayden is not participating in uh, our bet, so no, I don't know what kind of <laughs> drinking bet or thing that this might entail. But, uh, again, all the more reason that you got to tune in this Tuesday at 9 p.m. to see who lost – this bet, I feel like Anthony is going to be losing on this one. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Wait a minute. If you don't name the stipulation, what if you lose? What? So, like, wait a minute. So, when, when, we have to, like, put some kind of, like, deadline on this when you have to decide, like, the stipulation by or something. Or at least by the end of the show, you got to come up with something because how? then what if you lose? Then you can just say, oh, I never came up with a stipulation. That's no idea. Hell no, that ain't, hell no, that ain't how we do this shit. <laughs> hell no. We might leave cliffhangers, but we deliver on our promises. Just ask mm-hmm. Devin how the water bet worked out. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man, I do recall that. When you got so you do <laughs> recall that, remember? He got he got hit about seven different ways by the wheel of water. Uh, yep. So, no, we, we deliver on our stipulations over here. How about this? Loser has to take a shot of the winner's choice or, well, depending on what kind of alcohol we got. Or you can just buy each other dinner or something keep it simple. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we could have did Lunch, that too. Dinner, a drink or a bar. I, I just was you figuring something that could entertain the fans, Hayden, but, uh, I mean, hey. Food is always entertaining. That's never going to be an issue. What do you want me to do? Eat in front of everybody? They ain't tuning in live to watch me you eat. Already Hell yeah, I wanted that. We were not live then, sir. No. We were I'm not sure. live then, sir. But but I'm sure you would. What goes on before I hit the live button is what goes on before I hit the live button. But you would, though. You would, I though. Mean, lie. Hey, Don't lie about it. You would, though. I lie. mean, I mean, it is my show. I do what I want. Exactly. But anyway, anyways, before we get out of here, um, we talked a little bit about Carissa Shields. Yeah. Um, 
I'd love to hear, before we get out of here, we had a pretty good conversation going about that. Uh, as many of you guys know, we're a little partial to her here, considering we come from Michigan. I'm very happy to see a fellow Mitten native do her thing, and boy, did she put the hands on that girl at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. But uh, she had a successful uh, opening outing in the PFL. Uh, I definitely think we're going to need to see her you know, improve a little bit, but quickly, what were you, what were your guys' thoughts on Carissa Shields, and how do you think this compares to James Tony versus Randy Couture? Uh, Scoop, you can go first if you want. Uh, as we were saying before, before the cameras are on and everything, I mean, again, I think I was impressed. Uh, again, I think she did a lot better than what we saw from James Tony when he got into him. And remember, James Tony's what? He's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting to have another Michigan native out there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was impressed. She was able to scramble, get out of, like, some dangerous spots. She was able not to take as much damage on her back, on her back and everything. So I think overall uh, she has potential for sure. Uh, and it's it's really like I was saying before. It's kind of sad that a person with so much potential crossed over that she wasn't getting the respect that she deserved and the money. Because I know you know you listen to some of her interviews, like she's always yeah. complaining about out, you know, which is unfortunate that you know a person who is a two time Olympic uh, medalist and she's accomplished so much. As a matter of fact, not Mayweather or a couple other big name boxers have been able to accomplish. She's the only person that's ever accomplished a two-time Olympic medal. Right. Just not to get the respect and, you know, for people to finally recognize her on the MMA stage, you know. And, you know, she definitely deserves a round of applause for what she did. That was a huge I agree. I think they're going to have to give her a little bit more of a step up on her next fight, but I would imagine that most likely we're going to see uh, her face more of a striker this time. Although that being said, you know, the one thing you have to give credit to, and I didn't even know this until I was listening to people talk about it today, that girl that she beat is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So, I mean, to beat her on the ground and pound her out like that, whether she got taken down or not, to get up off your back from a brown belt, I mean, that's that's pretty good for somebody who has only been training six months. I definitely think we're going to need to see some difference. But uh, in reference to what you said about women's fighter pay, um, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I think we're seeing that in all areas. I mean, there's a lot of talk about that with uh, what Triple H just said the other day, even in wrestling. Um, uh, In the the, uh, WWE conference call they were talking about because Mickie James just got let go from WWE, and it's been announced that she's going to be the producer for the NWA all-women's pay-per-view. And Triple H was asked about that in the conference call, and he said, you know, if you truly want equality, like why are we, uh, you know, making such a big deal of the all-women's pay-per-view? But it's kind of hypocritical when you consider WWE was the first one to do the all-women's pay-per-view. They just did Evolution with Ronda Rousey and all of them. So, I mean... You know, you did all that for the women's empowerment. Now it's almost like you're kind of speaking outside, out both sides of your mouth. But the point yeah. I'm making at, not to take this to the pro wrestling end, but if you guys are fans of pro wrestling, we can check your fancy <laughs> there too. Uh, but my point being, like, I feel like that seems to be a theme 
whether it be in MMA or in wrestling or in boxing or whatever, it seems like female athletes to this day still continue not to be, you know, considered as, you know, equals on the pay scale. And I, it's crazy too, because, you know, in MMA, I would argue maybe right now they don't have as many biggest stars, but I mean, look at it. You got stars like Cyborg, who's killing everybody. Yeah. You got, um, you know, you got Amanda are... Nunez, who's not really going to get touched unless she fights Shevchenko again. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, dude, you've got a few killers, but I mean, it just uh, highlights something that I think is evident across all combat sports mediums, pretty much. Yeah. And, and to your point, when you say that, and I think, you know, what, what Anthony was saying, you know, how good she is and, and, and to, you know, convert over to MMA, I... I think one main thing is, you know, just to challenge yourself, but also you can get more exposure now in MMA because it's, you know, bigger than ever before. So if you're part of PFL or Bellator or UFC, wherever, you know, um, she's going to get exposure somehow. So I think it's smart on her end that people are going to know who she is, um, you know, and then see her skill set. Obviously, her first fight in MMA is as to what James Tony did years ago. Um, but as far as the fighter pay, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm sure – PFL threw her a lot of money. <laughs> I would be hard friends if they threw her a lot got of money. Paid, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So you know she I think got paid, it. and 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 she's not, bro. She yeah. ain't coming in here for no chump change. Not no, when she's no. not when she's you know. I and would bet Kayla Harris, money. She's probably like the second highest paid, probably to Kayla Harrison. I'd have to look it yeah. up, and maybe I'll look that up for Tuesday. But I'd bet you money yeah. she's probably yeah. close so, to it. You know, equality, like you said, that there, there's a few killers, maybe a few big names. You know, to us hardcores, we know a lot of, you know, good names um, out there. Um, but, but, yeah, I could, I could agree. I don't think they get enough exposure as it is. I think it's still because a lot of people are still green or new to the women's division. I know it hasn't been around that long and since Rousey fought, which was not really that long ago. So it, it it's still, I don't say brand new, and MMA is still somewhat of a young sport, I think, what, 25 years in, which is still pretty young compared to everything else. So, you know, I can definitely see, I, I completely agree with you both, you know, and there there should be some equality pay there. But, again, it it's like a it, it, playing devil's advocate. It, it, you're, in the, you're in the sport of business, and if you don't, you know, entertain people or at least draw them in, then it's it really not going to bring in that money. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm agreeing with you both, but at the same time, so you got to look at the business side of things. You know, does Amanda Nunes move the needle? Absolutely. Does a, does a cyborg? Absolutely. You know, even women like Holly Holm, you know, as a boxer came in, you know, she had some some draw in there too when she beat Rousey and, and whatnot too. So you just have to be that person that can move the needle. I think Carissa will be the one that moves the needle concerning they all know who she is more, but as overall, there's very few, which there should be more. Absolutely. All right. And well, kind of, go ahead. I was going to say, just to kind of touch on that, like, moving the needle and everything. Well, I think even overall, you're starting to hear a lot of guys come out, come out complaining about uh, wagers and pay and everything. Yeah. And is it fair to say that uh, if the promotion's not really promoting their fighters the way they need to be promoted? Because uh, you think about it, like, back in the day when the MMA came on the scene, the guys were able to come out and wear, you know, to support local business and – yeah. With their sponsors, yeah. They're able to have more exposure and get, be able to, be honest, probably make more money just from the sponsors than a lot of the fights. Oh, really. 100%. 100%. 100%. Because the, the name of the game is, you know, obviously they're prize fighters, so you, you're in the game that makes money. So yep. if, I think if 
the way the game has changed so much that the promotion got so big. So at, at, at the, if you really think about it, once you under the banner of UFC or PFL, whatever, that right there itself is doing the promotions. But if they're not promoting the fighter, I mean, I think that's why for me, as being a yeah. fighter, I'm going to always be 100% by the fighters like, yo, we need to get our money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And she'll definitely get, you know, uh, um, She'll definitely get marked in PFL because you even saw when Kayla Harrison was fighting her last fight. Everything was on Chris's Shields debut. Everything was on Chris's. And you got Kayla Harrison, who's a beast, who's a monster. Kayla Harrison, and she was a killer, dude. I think you know, after so this it's, next it's contract, just, it's, I think she's going to the UFC. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll get into that. But, um, you know, it, 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 comparing that fight to what James Tony did, and again, before we went live. That one um, still hurts and, my soul because yeah. I was a really big James Tony fan, yeah. so especially like from him about, coming from Detroit, man. Yeah, yeah when we talked about, and, and like I said, Randy Couture before uh, the fights were starting, and he was laughing about it because Kenny Florian was talking to him about it, and he said, it, it, it's the same, but it's not the same because James Tony was, I don't know, what, is it mid-40s or whatever he was when he was fighting, you know, in MMA. So and was Couture. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Couture was already, old as dirt, too. Right, but you have to understand Couture. Yeah. He'd been in a bunch of wars, too. Yeah. So had Couture. Couture was a multiple time champ. You remember how he hit him? Sounds like the, the low single leg. I was like, man, you don't ever see that. He's not even really trying. It's just his low single leg. And he leg. went right into the arm triangle, too. Yeah. What, what, I'm, what I'm alluding to is, yeah, Randy was old. He started his career when he was older. But I'm saying Randy was already established. I mean, Randy already had a lot of experience, you know, in his wrestling background. James Tony, what I'm referring to, James Tony came in. At older, out of his prime, obviously in boxing, Carissa Shields is literally just not even really at her peak. Oh, yeah. She's only 26. So yeah, and that's what Randy said, there, too. Right? Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a difference there. You know, that's what he was saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what he alluded to. So he said it's not really the same because she's still in her prime. She's not even probably her prime yet. She's, she's literally, you know, uh, coming in hot, you know, undefeated, excellent boxer, you know, in shape, Olympian. So it's the same, but it's really not. But I would I would love to see how she does. But, again, I don't. You know, she ain't going to beat the champ there. Was, you know, something crazy happens. But Kayla's going to be the queen there unless somebody says otherwise. Well, that's what it is. I'm going to leave that there. We talked UFC 263. We talked Clarissa Shields beating up some girl at PFL. We yeah. talked about whether or not she's going to be able shame. to stay on her, her name, damn it. <laughs> what? You got to know her know. name. <laughs> her name is uh, Brittany Elkins. <laughs> I know her name, but is anybody going to really remember her name, though? Probably. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just saying they're gonna remember she's the girl that Carissa Shields beat up. Yeah, That's what they're gonna absolutely. remember. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm not trying to get beat up by Carissa Shields, but we're gonna have to see who the next one is to get beat up, and you're gonna have to tune in Tuesday to see who's gonna lose this stipulation that Anthony's got. All right, we're at the end of the uh, at the end of the thing. Losers gotta take a shot on the air on Tuesday or something of that ilk. Make sure you tune in this Tuesday. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And until next time, and in between time. Good question. Who are you taking in the uh, main event? I was just going to get to the hunt. You really have to think about this one, don't you? No, I don't. Adesanya. <laughs> okay. okay. I was about to say. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I think I think Adesanya wins because even though the first fight was uh, very close, uh, I just believe that this time I feel like Izzy is uh, has matured. Although I believe that the story of this fight is going to be how much did the loss to Jan take out of it? Are you concerned about the wrestling though? Because if you look at like 
the his opponent his opponent is better wrestler and I think a lot of guys we kind of looked at his last fight Izzy I'm speaking on how he was so dominant you know how he was basically getting dominated with the takedowns and guys laying on him up does that bring any concern to any one of you guys uh, it does, Not but me. I I feel like I feel like with the way they're talking, I feel like they're gonna end up banging it out. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't concern me. And and I was talking to my uh, friend about it earlier. And uh, I mean, Jan is obviously bigger. He jumped up a weight class. Jan is is, is great in his own right. So uh, if anyone at middleweight thinks they'll do that to him, I mean, that's sadly mistaken. And and the one thing that I know what Shab said on his podcast, and I fully agree with him. I didn't think of this. He said, "Whoever it is, he's fighting next. I feel bad for you." Because he's going to come out hot. Because he's going to think all these middleweights think, oh, yeah, we know how to beat him. Not that simple. Jan is a completely different guy than Marvin and in two different weight classes and way bigger. So I think Israel will finish him. I think I think he'll finish him, I would say, probably third round, if not maybe earlier. I think he'll piece him up, stuff some takedown. I think he'll finish the job. Okay. I just so don't see how. Who's it going to be, Scoops? I yeah. Same yeah. I mean, Mar- Marvin, Marvin's durable. I'll give him that. If it goes five rounds, it's going to be – Israel piecing him up, um, and he's just way too emotional. That press conference, I, I just laughed the whole time. I said, this guy is way too emotional. Israel really knows how to trigger him. He's easily triggered, you know, for God's sake. So I just don't see anything that Marvin brings to him other than wrestling. And Israel is not easy to take down either, even at middleweight. So I don't think he's been taken down in middleweight and maybe once or twice. But, I mean, it's a, I don't see any way Marvin wins this fight unless he – Catches him with a shot, you know, like how Usman got Jorge, which still hurts me. But, you know, it's just he has to catch him with something. Izzy's just going to pick him apart. He's way too smart, too lengthy, you know, too skilled stand-up. I don't see anything that Marvin brings to the table that will finish him otherwise. Well, that covers UFC 263. And just in case anybody needed to know, just in case Jorge Masvidal decides he doesn't want to fight anymore, clearly he seems to have a backup career as a cornerman for these celebrity boxing matches since he can't stay out of these celebrities' corners. Uh, hey, did I say that? But hey, he's got uh, some knuckle league going on, man. So that, that dude's still in the I mean, no, but he was in Chad Johnson's corner for that fight and shit. Or at least they listed him in his corner. So I, mean, I didn't shit, see he, him, but hey, I'm not mad about that. He's trying to he's <laughs> trying to make this guap. I didn't see him, but they had his name on there, so he's even getting the celeb oh, credit. So guy, you gotta tu- you gotta turn in this Tuesday, man, and see what's going down Tuesday, nine PM. If you watch this in post, let us know in the comments who you're picking for UFC two sixty three and in the in between time, in the meantime and all the times, follow us at KO three C Pod. Peace.